systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the show on the road here. Why is it that Mondays suck even when you're unemployed? True story. (laughs) Today was just... Trash. MLK Day, though, which is good because I woke up. I know. Yes, I shouldn't. It wasn't. It wasn't trash because it was MLK Day. It was yeah. just Monday, and it was just blech. MLK uh, twenty twenty one. I wanted to volunteer today, but I've had a stuffy nose for like three days. And mm-hmm. when there's a global pandemic, you should not be out and about with a stuffy nose. So I, I didn't. I slept in stupid late to like noon, and the first thing I thought when I woke up was, oh no, my kid is normally on lunch break from his school, school from home. Between eleven forty and like twelve ten, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, son of a gun!" Like, like you I missed his, lunch. I missed his lunch break. First of and all, there, like, you know, there's food in the house. I know. Second of all, he didn't have school. Yes, and that's the part I then realized. That's weird to me that they don't have school on MLK Day. I feel like it's because should, if there is well, a day you should have school, I feel like it should be today. But it's but supposed I to be also, a day of service. Well, though. I know it's also a day of service, which you can't really do exactly in a pandemic. So I understand in a year like this, going well. Oh, come on, give the kids a day off school. Oh, I Remember know. what it's like to be 12. <sighs> you didn't care what the day was no. about. And listen, I was Catholic, so I got some of this. I was Catholic, and I went to a Catholic school, so I got, like, special oh, religious holidays Trust off. me, I know. All right? My best friend growing up that lived on the other side of the duplex, she went to a Christian academy. Okay. And... We would try to plan sleepovers and parties and stuff just with my sister and her, all just the three of us. But it was always, oh, well, I have a half day on Friday. Oh, I have Monday off. I love those half days. And we're in public school. Like, for what? It's a holy day of uh, something. Yeah. Obligation. Okay, great. Do we get a half day? Sweet. <laughs> I was always so jealous. I'm like, mom, I want to go to private school. Right. They get a lot of days off. But then we had to wear uniforms. That was like the uh, trade-off back then. See, they didn't wear uniforms, but they had a very strict dress code. Like, no logos. I mean, it was very... They might as well have had uniforms. Yeah, we did every school growing up where I did in Chicago, going to school in the 80s. uh, We, at that time, were all wearing the classic Catholic uniform. The boys were in slacks with a collared shirt, and you would sometimes, usually in the winter, wear like a vest over it. And then every school had like kind of their own color scheme. Yeah. And ours was blue. So the boys would wear like navy blue and then a light blue shirt and then this navy blue sweater vest. And then the girls would have the classic Catholic schoolgirl outfit, which for some reason at 42 sounds like kind of dirty saying. Well, yeah, because I don't know why. it's turned dirty for it's, some it's, reason. It's been sexualized. But literally that's what they wore, the plaid jumpers. And it was right after my generation in like the mid-90s is when they all jumped to like just wearing polos. Yeah. And then now it's like the public school kids wear polos. And now I don't know where it is now. Because for a long time, like in the 90s, there were discussions. At least there were in in Wisconsin, in the Milwaukee area, about Mm -hmm. schools having dress codes and uniforms. Because kids were getting beat up over the clothes they were wearing. Sure, yeah. Or if you weren't getting beat up, you know, you got made fun of for what you were wearing. That was the story of my life. Like, I got made fun of for what I was wearing every day. So I was very much in favor of uniforms. Here we are. Um, 20 years after I, was it 20? Yeah, 20 years after I graduated. This is my mm-hmm. 20th anniversary of- Congratulations. Uh, my 20th high school reunion this year. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 20 years later, they're still not wearing uniforms. And I still think they should. I think 
all schools should. I just think they should because now as a parent, I know what it's like to have to uh, get your kid a different outfit to wear every day. I, I'm uh, over it. It would be much. Man, my mom <laughs> had it easy. All they had were three rotating right? outfits of the same. We all went to the same store. There was like one store yeah. that, that had a collective co-op on all the Catholic school gear. You know who has that now, though? Like Old Navy has school uniforms. Are they the spot? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. they have, you know, polos in all different colors. I remember. Slacks in different colors. And like now as an adult, I realize where like my mom got the help because I remember like my grandparents would take me shopping to the store for that, which as an adult now, I'm like, I guarantee you they they foot they the bill. They paid for it, yeah. Because my dad paid for the school, part of the whole divorce decree. They paid decree. for the uniforms. So I'm, I'm like, oh, they were so nice. They comped for my nice little what? slacks. What? Could you ask your mom, who is no longer with us, what yes. it was like to have supportive grandparents? I don't know. Because we don't have that. Couldn't tell you what that's like. <laughs> we don't have that in our life. <laughs> well, what we do have is a podcast, and you're here with us, and that's all we need. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We're now everywhere. We mean that. Google got on board. We're on every single platform that you asked, why aren't you on this platform? We're all here. We're on the uh, the socials, the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever ones are here. Check it out at Pat and AJ. So on today's podcast, on this third podcast, uh, we are going to get into a portion recorded live from West Hawaii, Lahaina, on the uh, island of Maui. It is a podcast from Paradise, but even in Paradise, you have to remember, things go awry. Paradise is still part of the world. Shit, shit can go wrong, and it very much did. So, AJ has a tale and a half that involves a booty call. I kid you not. <laughs> you need... To just be here for that. I'm going to put pictures of this, uh, <laughs> p- p- pictures up yes. at patandaj.com. Not oh, of the booty call, because no, no, God no. almighty, nobody wants part. to see that. Not that part. But um, yeah, the hike and the story, all of that's up, patandaj.com. Plus, we have Pillbox talking now. Oh, this feels good. The good news with Pat and AJ. I love this story. And um, her name is Colette DeVito. Any relation to Danny? Of course not. No, it's not even spelled the same. But uh, Colette owns her own bakery called Coletti's in Boston. I grew up with a Nicole Coletti. Did you really? And in Boston, I feel like Coletti's is going to stand out because everyone there, that's an O. That's an O town. You're an O'Malley, an old Smith. Coletti's. No, that she's, it sounds like she's Italian. Sorry. Hey, Coletti's. <laughs> um, so... They ship, and I'm totally buying some of her cookies, by the way, because apparently they're incredible. Okay. They ship cookies and dog treats to people and companies nationwide. Right. Um, they During the holidays, I guess they made like 30,000 cookies in a two-week span alone. They donated cookies during the pandemic. Now, this isn't just any small business owner. Um, Colette has Down syndrome. She grew up in Connecticut and obviously said, I always felt different than my peers. She's 30 years old now. Okay. She really realized she was different when she was in fourth grade and a boy in her class started calling her Down Syndrome. And that's when she had to have the conversation with her mom, whose last name is Alfredo, by the way, Rosie Alfredo. Wow. Okay. Now, <laughs> Rosemary right, Alfredo. Okay, now we officially know that they are definitely yes. Italian. Okay. But her mom, Rosemary, said, oh, man, we got to have this conversation now. Yeah. 
which we can say that as a child on the spectrum, like yeah. that's a conversation you're always waiting to have and with like, them when they become aware of it. And I don't think we ever had it. Um, no. we, we got lucky. Our son just kind of came to the self-realization yeah. and was like, oh, okay. All right. Right on. So it was tough. She went to a regular college. Um, she went to Clemson, actually. She graduated a year early and moved to Boston where she wanted to get a job and live on her own. Her interviews did not go well, though. And she's pretty sure it's because she has Down syndrome. She said a lot of people just said, oh, you know, you're, you're not a right fit. So um, she didn't let that keep her down. She makes this amazing cinnamon chocolate chip cookie, which is now known as the amazing cookie, and mm-hmm. opened up Coletti's. Now, not only is she a business owner with Down syndrome, she employs 15 people. Yep. And a good portion of them have disabilities as well. Oh, cool. Which is something that I am so, I just, I just love it so much. I know we've talked about the good news. Anytime there's been a business that specifically hires people with, with disabilities, sure. they've been in the good news because I think that is something that you forget about. Well, and it's just come a long, long way. And I, boy, the fact that I'm now in the job market, have not been for quite the while, and I've filled out quite a few applications last week or so. Um, just seeing within the application where it asks, hey, do you have one of these qualified disabilities? Just let us know. Yeah. So we can take that into consideration when interviewing you. Like, that is such a far cry from where we were, and it's because people want to be a part of the change, yeah. and a, because of change makers, much like Colette. She says, my favorite part of my company is creating more jobs for people with all types of disabilities. Yeah. She also has her own nonprofit called Colette's Leadership, launched in 2018, which offers workshops on entrepreneurship and launching businesses. She is when I start feel, feeling like lazy in my life. <laughs> what have I done today? What have I done? She's 30. She has her own business. She's in, uh, she's in the national news. Boy. And we're unemployed. There you go. I'm going to order her cookies. I really want to try this, this amazing cookie. Send some more unemployment funds to her. <laughs> That's the good news up at patandaj.com. You guys make me feel good. Spread the good news now at patandaj.com. We all have something new in common here in the house. You ready for it? Yeah. Pillboxes. <laughs> I have pillboxes. I officially today joined the pillbox revolution. Did you? Oh, me, you're a big boy now. Let me tell you why. Uh... Now, my my son has had a pillbox since he um, was medicated, what, about a year ago? Two years yeah, ago now? he's 14. He's on the spectrum. Yeah. And he, we finally, we were very, we didn't want to medicate him if we didn't have to because he's very high functioning. Yeah, sure. We just didn't want to do that when he was young. But now that he's getting older, having a lot of trouble concentrating in school, mm-hmm. the meds have really helped him. But it's also, you know, you're telling a teenager to take medication every day. You got to keep that organized. Right. I wouldn't have been able to do that as a teenager. So we got the little, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, basic seven day one. You put it in there and the kid wakes up when he brushes his teeth in the morning. Boom, pops a pops a pill. Now, I've been on like cholesterol meds for a while. Ten years now, at least. Uh, more, I think maybe 12. Maybe even. more. Um, in the mix, I picked up a few other ones like antidepressants and anti-anxiety it's meds cool. as well. Be your best self. I am. Um, but so I've been in like a twice a day habit with pills where it's like I, I take one or two with lunch and then like one at dinner. And now you, are you a morning, night? I'm a night. You're a night. Well, and... <laughs> 
God, we sound we like such a hot I know, mess. that's why I'm getting this out there. Um, I'm a night pill and vitamin person. Okay. Um, because I have a medicine cabinet in yeah. my bathroom, and I shower every night. Okay. So I take everything before I shower. Do you I'm, have a pill box? No, I have everything okay. just in a row, because I know to take one of each. Um, the problem is now, though, is yeah, that um, I am in such a stressful time in my life Say being it. unemployed Say that I am now on a three times a day anxiety med. Which means that you have... I can't just take it at night. I have to take it three times a day. And are you organized enough to remember nope. to take those? <laughs> and that is why I'm probably going to add another pill box to I have the a pill order. Bo- I have a pill box for when we go on vacation. No, but do you have a... Um, like I, a- I ordered one today, and here's the Why reason. Why did you order one? We have so many travel pill boxes. No, 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 because no. I wanted an AMPM one because. Oh, you know what? That's a good idea because most of them are just Thank seven you. days a week, one one box for each day. I sat there today, and I was um, I was making my lunch, and which was like three in the afternoon. I was making it's my so funny. lunch. You ordered that from Amazon today? Yeah, because I was like, we shouldn't be ordering. All it I, was three dollars. Well, no, I know, but we're, we're just you know. Um, we didn't get a severance check. We don't have unemployment yet. So I'm like, who the heck bought something off Amazon? Shame I on you. But it's, $3. it's a pill box. <laughs> and I did it because I was making some lunch and I went to go take <gasps> my pills. You couldn't remember. And I sat there and I was like, okay. Because listen, we've been um, you know, not doing the daily grind for about a month and a half now. We went on vacation for two weeks. Barely. I would say it's been um, about a month and a week. I mean, so, and, and you know, the kids obviously schooling from home it's still the pandemic so days are getting a little blurry oh yeah i almost missed garbage day today time gets a little blurry sure does you start forgetting hold on did i do that earlier today (laughs) or was that last night no that was today and that's the moment when i said you know before i start doubling and tripling up on like you know my antidepressants yeah you don't want to do that or my vitamin d who knows maybe my vitamin d level has been tripled through the roof i said that's a good thing right now though i said i need to get an AM, PM, because I take yeah. my two in the lunch and two at night. And I said, I'm going to get it. And I ordered it. And I said, holy shit, I have one. My son has one. I thought you had one, but you need no. one. You need one now. Three times a day? A this three is times most, a day? This is the most frequent Bro. medication I've ever had when I'm not like Listen, physically ill. I love you to death. Not a chance that you can keep track of a three-time-a-day pill. Um, right now, not a chance. I got it on Tuesday, and I've only missed one so far. If you were and maybe, t- if, if we were maybe in a routine where you were leaving the house, where it became part of a, like, when I wake up and I shower and I take it, but we're in such a no. loose routine so right now. So I'll tell you how I'm doing it, because I leave that pill bottle downstairs, because yeah. I am downstairs more than I am upstairs near my medicine cabinet. Got you. So what I've been doing the last two days, because I did miss one, um, I take one with my morning coffee, and then I take the other two with meals, okay. because I don't eat, We're fr- I'm not going to lie, we're <laughs> sleeping in, because it's glorious. Well, yeah. We've been waking up at 4.30 in the morning since 2008. We're tired. Um, so now we're sleeping in. And I, I mean, we get up around brunch, so breakfast isn't usually a thing. It's usually a big lunch, but I've been, um, taking one with my morning coffee, taking mm-hmm. one with whatever late lunch we have yeah. and then taking one with dinner. Listen, that works for me. Listen, get the pill box. Let me order you another one like mine. It's an eight. Uh, no, you're doing a three-er. A three-er. You need the three rower. That's the morning <laughs> lunch. You're like my mom. Cause my mom had a four. Stop it. 
My mom, before we put my mom, my mom died of dementia Alzheimer's, by the way. Uh, Thanks. Just to let you know how uh, this story ends. Uh, no, when, before she went into like the official assisted living, when they all do that shit for you, like I remember I got her like this four a day pill. It was like four times seven. And it was like, oh wake up, um, late morning snack, lunch, afternoon snack, Holy hell. No, dinner. We're not there it was yet. like it was a crazy amount of like random pills throughout the day. Listen, I have been having But like, you should get a three rower. You should get a three rower. It'll be good. It's a visual reminder because right now, like I said, my schedule has changed to where I'm I like know. like like I'm fully up in a moving by like See, four in the afternoon. No, my schedule's because I'm the one who wakes up our son. And I'm the one who feeds the cats in the morning because they bug me. They meow in my ear. They sit on me. They claw at me. Yeah. Um, so my schedule, while I'm not waking up at 4.30, it is kind of staying relatively consistent. So I'll get a pillbox. I'm just saying three times a day. No, that's, that's a lot. Um, that's a lot to, to keep that's track the of. most. Aside from like having like a sinus infection, that's the most meds and I've ever been on. if you want to, I can start like, you know, adding in fun stuff with certain ones. No, like, please I could don't. add like one THC pill to your like lunchtime Stop dose. It. On Fridays, you add a little MDMA to her a nighttime pill. Well, Pat and AJ. Pat and AJ. Podcast from paradise. So I started the hike and it's literally on like a rocky ridge and um, it's it's supposed to be difficult. I, I did feel it was quite difficult, but it, it took a weird turn. So um, it's not really well marked. And I realized pretty quickly I was going the wrong way, which is no big deal. You just turn you around are. and go the other way. You know what? We always joke in our relationship and as we age and especially as we get ready to move out here to the islands. We joke that AJ's tomb will read and her death certificate will read um, death by misadventure. And, you know, as we start to get into this, we're not even to like whatever the good part is. Uh, I'm starting to see why. You're not even letting me get to the part here. I know, but just the fact that you're already like... there is Okay, let me say this. There is a ton of really great technology nowadays. Yes, there is. I use an app called All Trails, and it tells you about trails around where you're at, wherever you're at. And it tells you if they're difficult. Yeah. You can also record yourself. Like, it'll show you if you're on the trail or not. Even if you lose signal. When we went hiking in the UP, it showed me, even when we lost signal, that we were on the trail. Right. So yesterday, I realized pretty quickly, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not on the trail. I should turn back and, and go figure out where I went wrong. And I heard somebody yelling. And I thought it was just, you know, another hiker yelling for their significant other or whatever. Um, it turns out it was a woman by herself mm -hmm. sitting on a rock. She was wearing uh, all black, black pants, black tank top. Black on black on black, black on, on black. black. Very hot. Very, very warm. Mm. Um, she was carrying a red cooler, and she was screaming, and okay. she was calling me a bitch all right. over and over. Like you specifically. Yeah. Well, there the, there were other people parked at the trailhead, but okay. they you couldn't they I didn't pass them, so I don't know who else was on okay. the trail. And she was calling me a bitch. So she's looking at you. Yes. All right. And that was kind of terrifying. I'm like, what What did I do? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she just tell, kept telling me to get out. Like I had invaded her space. And I said, it's, I'm like, I'm just walking. So yeah. I just walked past her. Sure. She was about this far from me yelling, calling get me a bitch. Get out of town. You guys were this yeah, close? Yeah, and I, like, I looked down and just kept walking. I'm like, I don't have time for this today. Like what? I am trying to take a leisurely damn stroll. What is happening? So, okay. So she's yelling at me. And it's very clear she is strung out on something. Yeah, yeah. She has taken something and is not well. So I said, okay, you know, I'm just going to keep walking. Do you have a qualified opinion to say that? 
I don't think that kind of behavior is sober behavior. Could I be do just, be, you could be mentally ill. She could be very mentally. It's true. She could be mentally ill or she was on something. Yes. Um, and so I kept walking and that's when I realized, okay, really I am. I didn't want to turn around though to go back and find the rest of the trail. Okay. Cause I'd have to pass her again. Right. So I'm like, Oh crap. What do I do? So, so I just kept walking. You go up a trail. Yeah. This is where you encounter her. She hates you. Yeah. You just quick, like, I'm going to just plow yeah. past her and, yep. and keep going. Yeah, I just kept walking. To to avoid which of the fright, flight, and fight instinct is the flight. Yeah, so I was, uh, I was, I was in flight. So you're in flight, and then that's when you realize, uh-oh. She's following me. So I hear her <laughs> yelling the word bitch again. Okay. <laughs> but it's not getting any further away. Okay. I turn around. Is it getting closer? Yes. I turn around, oh and I look my down. God. And let me tell you, this is on a ridge. This is on a rocky ridge that looks down over a highway that goes into the ocean. Yes. Okay? Like, you, one wrong step, and you are gone. But oh. that's, you know, I'm an experienced hiker. It's not brain surgery. Follow the trail. And I was on an actual trail, but I'm like, this is not the kind of place you want to be messing around with somebody you don't know. So I turn around, and yeah. she is following me yelling calling me a bitch okay and i i started to panic and i'm like i can't i can't do this today like i don't know what's about to happen uh, okay so here's what i did <laughs> can I, I like pause you and like ask questions because yeah, because hold on questions. you're like on a roll it's weird i can tell we're still in like broadcast mode where we go like a million miles a minute well yeah because so, we're so used to having to stop talking after so like two minutes. just take a big deep breath Yeah, go ahead you can ask questions okay it seems like because there's so many questions that i want to ask um describe the woman we just had i mean give me age size she was um because because you're i mean you're a six foot girl I'm you Amazon, I one know. thing i've learned with with girls that i never knew i thought it was just a thing with guys like like growing up if you see a dude who's built or big like it's like an automatic guys are like whoa leave that guy alone right i remember like in high school learning before when like girls could be intimidated by tall women as oh, well yeah. i've seen them go oh that girl's like six feet man i'm like little five foot whatever yeah so 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 what so, i don't know how tall she was because okay. she was sitting when i walked past her okay she was shorter than me shorter than you very very thin okay she was caucasian because the police asked me i told it she's well, that's caucasian. how you give descriptions yes um she's caucasian she's blonde okay very tan clearly we're in hawaii okay very tan um and yeah that's that's okay so so her. that's her and she is all right <laughs> So at this point now, she thinks I'm a bitch. She and, and now, have you said anything? Yeah. So that's that's what I'm curious. Yeah. Have you at any point said anything? So what I had actually stopped in like probably about 200 feet from her to take a picture of something we had seen on the drive-in. So there's all these like rock walls, and they have literal fences over the walls. It almost looks like chicken wire, oh, but it's so an yeah. actual fence. So the rocks don't. Fall. So the rocks don't fall on the cars, and I find at on the trail you could see how they were connected yeah. to the rocks. So I'm like, that's cool. I went to take a picture of it to show Pat and our son because they were asking, and that's when I looked yeah. up and real congratulations. Thank that's you. when I looked up and realized she was yelling at me, calling me a bitch. I thought. You know, maybe there okay. was somebody else. So you with were her. taking a picture. Yeah. And then that's when she starts yelling, "You're a bitch." Oh yes, and I forgot to include the part where she thought I was taking a picture of her. Apparently. Okay. And when I walked by her, she grabbed her crotch and said, "Hashtag this." Okay. And I, but I just I looked down All and right. I said, "I'm just I'm going." Okay. I said, "I'm going," and I kept walking. Okay. All right. So that's where we are at this point. She's still screaming this whole time. Like the you just you've got to understand, this is I just finished. 
an intensive I know you did. 18 month program dealing with mental illness, drug addiction, psychosis, yes. episodes. So like the she so- has one or many of those. The social worker in me is I don't want to turn this into like a no. social worker podcast, but I could. Well, because I have so many questions. So okay. so so at and this- I thought of you this whole time because oh my I'm like goodness. so so I'm walking and I thought, you know, I'm like so that you're was afraid. Weird. So you are afraid. You well, have said nothing to this woman. Be, no, I didn't say anything, but I'll be honest, like it just just where we were. I okay. mean, you look down and there's a highway in the ocean and a rock wall that is covered by fence Listen. i'm like if one of us like pushes the other it's over and i'm if, like i'm not going out this way i'm sorry not no today. because then i end up the subject of a dateline yeah because you fall yeah keith morrison says i did it yeah we no. get on nbc so i keep walking i think she's gone and then i hear her yelling again calling me a bitch and i turn around and she is following me and she's walking fast and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. And that's when I also realized, oh, remember you were going to turn around and find the trail. Yeah. This trail I was on just stopped. So you are now, there is no more There's trail. No. This is a horror movie. It really was. This is the horror, this is like when Jason's following you and then all of a sudden like the jungle like, like, like it's too thick. So I'm trying to pick out where I could possibly go and there's, it's, it, other people have clearly been yes. through here, but I mean, I had to climb up some rocks. Yes. And get to like the top, and it was a physical bout. I mean, I consider myself in okay shape. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty physically active, but this was like, I was breathing heavy at the top and said, what do I do? I'm like, she, she's not going to make it up here. I knew she wasn't going to be able to climb those rocks. Yeah. But I'm like, if she does, so this you, is the end. Like, this is where we fight it out. Okay. So you've gotten to the top of the mountain. Yeah. This is where the end of the movie happens. Yeah. So does she then come like like Jason no. like like that hand like you know like like you think you're safe and and, and then all of a sudden phoop, the hand comes so clawing this is, up. This is um, responsible. Can I just hold on? Pause real fast. Yeah. And this is not the social worker side of me. What the fuck, man? Uh, what the fuck what is right? The fuck? Because all I'm thinking is, God damn it! I just wanted to hike in beautiful Maui, oh and it's goodness. it's quiet and gorgeous. And here is this lady who's obviously having some sort okay. of mental issue. Yes. So I get to the top of the rocks and then I hide behind this boulder and I'll tell you why. Because I was baking and hadn't put on sunblock in a while. And I said, I got to put on survivor some at this well, point. No, I'm like, I need to put on sunblock before I call 911. So I did. And I called 911 and they're in Lahaina, which is about 20 minutes from where I was. Yes. And I told him, I'm like, listen, I'm not necessarily afraid for my safety. I'm like, I could probably take her. I don't, but I don't want to. I'm like, I don't want to get in a fight up here. Yeah. By the way, she says that uh, based on her uh, world uh, championship record of zero fights, Uh, she is convinced. (sighs) You don't know how wrangly a tiny, uh, tripped out person can be. That's what I was afraid of. Superhuman strength. I'm like, if she's on something, she could like lift a car. And I'm like, all right, but there is no quit in her fight. But I, I told the police, I'm like, I, she just needs help. I'm like, she's up here alone. I'm like, yes. she needs she needs help. So they're like, stay on the phone with me. Stay on the phone. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's always a big, hey, because you were oh, literally. she thought I was going to hang up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was. I'm like, I'll just wait. And they're like, well, could you go back down to your car? And I said, I can, but I can't see past the rock. So she could be sitting right there, and I don't know it. I'm waiting. Like, she's in the bushes waiting. Well, I'm like, frankly, I don't think she knows I'm up here. So, oh, look at the pretty butterfly. See, this is why we can't do a podcast <laughs> we outside. Can't do it outside. A literal butterfly just distracted her. <laughs> so um, they said, we're in Lahaina, so it's going to be about 20 minutes. I'm like, that's fine. I'll just wait. And after a few minutes, I'm like, okay, 
I will just sit down and chill. So I chilled for a minute. Yeah. That's when I called you and said, you'll never believe what's happening. I just <laughs> had to make like a site call to 911 awesome. for a lady that is on this middle of nowhere trail in Maui. And um, <laughs> I look down at the highway. Man. And I can hear her yelling and she is down on the highway. So she's made her way down. She's walking into a tunnel with two lanes of highway traffic. Okay, and I know this tunnel, it's like one of those like classic- uh, Mountain tunnels. Mo- mountain yeah. tunnels where it's uh, like a back to the future. Yeah, uh, it's not very long, but it's very dark. Yeah, okay, so now she's wandering into yes. the tunnel. So I called 911 Still back. irate? Is she still yelling She's still things? screaming. Okay. Yeah, I can hear her yelling in the tunnel. Okay. So sh- I call 911 back and say, hey, you know, don't bother coming up here. Tell your squad car she's in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Because the squad had called me and said, where are you? So I'm going back down the trail, and I can hear the squad cars. And, like, I just had this feeling of panic. Like, I'm like, she's going to get hit by a car. God, I hope they can help her. And then I look down at the highway, and I can see traffic backing up. There were three squad cars. I'm like, I was just so uncomfortable. I mean, I'm like, I'm hot. I need to get out of here. I'm dirty. I've been climbing up rocks. I wasn't planning on climbing today. And um, I don't know what happened after that, except I made it down to the bottom. But just wait. Uh This is the one part I really, really didn't tell you yesterday. Oh, boy. I made it down to the bottom of the trail. And while I was walking down, I heard a couple of thuds. And I'm like, what the hell was that? Like, are cars hitting each other? What's going on? She had taken big rocks and thrown them at the cars that were down at the trailhead. Shut up. And one of them was on the hood of our rental car. No way. And I... I almost, almost shit my pants. I said, oh, my God. I bought the insurance. That's okay, thank right. God. Because I mean, it was a huge red boulder, is and it, it was on the hood. Is the car fucked up? No. No, the car's not fucked up. Well, that was my thing. I'm like- I'm Just like, let me know. I just got to tell Tura. I'm like, is the windshield broken? What is she? But that was the thuds I heard when I was walking down the trail. I mean, that has to be covered. Catastrophic crackhead. And- <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And she must have really messed up the other person's car because they they had taken the rocks off and their hood was up and they were messing with... I'm like, she came down here and just went ape shit on all the cars. She's not happy for the tourists. No, and I just... I felt so bad because I'm like, I hope she gets the help she needs. You know? Like, she was was not well. This was... (laughs) Okay. So that's my story. And she's sticking to it. (laughs) It was Um, supposed to be a really quiet hike. Okay. Now, before we really delve in and I ask all the questions, I have to qu- put a quick PS on this, and everyone's going to laugh really hard. Because remember, I haven't heard this story until right now. No, I gave him tidbits of it, but I she said, did. I'm going to wait till we do our first podcast. And she literally just texted me like, OMG, I had to call 911 because a woman was freaking out. And listen, not she's not a Karen. But my wife's no. a helper. So this is not unusual. This is not unusual for her to contact me with a, I am helping, fill in the blank. Is it a deer? Is it a dog? Is it a person? Is it an old lady? Is it a car? Well, it she's, also, a, she's a helper, right? So I'm used to getting these texts. I didn't know how long this whole thing was going to take. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm like, just so you know, if I'm not home soon, that's why. But like she had phrased it just like she had casually made a 911 call. Like, hey, I think someone's having a bad time on 4th and Aloha. Um, I did not know this part. Now, since I did not know this part, and let's remember, kids, I did not know. She did not let me know that she was chased down and harassed and almost killed. I was not almost killed. She was just very angry. She didn't see me. Um, Blow it into the mic. My God, what did the mic do to you? Gross. My mic. Your burps are killing this week. Um, My God. I was at the beach. Me and my son had walked to the beach. Because there's a beach literally a like beach a right minute now. that way. So uh, we were there and I had brought a couple of beers and I was uh, <laughs> I was half in the bag <laughs> and I texted her because let's just 
I'm going to be real honest. Uh, mommy, daddy time been uh, been a little lacking. One, because I've been stressed the blank out over school, yeah. losing my He's job. He's been getting his master's degree, then yeah. he lost his I job. I lost my job, and I my my mind was nowhere near taking care of my needs. Um, I say mine because I don't think AJ has needs. I think she's the only woman in, in, in the universe who has no needs. How dare you? So I did not know all this, and I texted her, and I said, hey, I don't care what you got to do, because I'd already tried the two other nights, and so the one why night- why don't I just pull this text yeah, up here? Go, yeah, go ahead. This is what I, this is what I had texted her, because she had already shot me down two times on vacation. The one night, she said, I'm so tired, I'm sorry. The other night, I'm so sorry, I'm tired. So I'm half buzzed on the beach, knowing she's on her hike, and I'm knowing I'm chilling, thinking, all right, what if I send her a text? Because they talk about this. They're like, what if you should communicate clearly your needs. So I said, what if I text her now and say... Try to get in the mood. I'm buzzed and horny. <laughs> that is literally what he texted me. And I had just gotten into the car, <laughs> which I had pulled the boulder off of that the um, homeless woman who has a mental, who's having a breakdown yes. threw yes. at the car. I'm filthy yes. because I was climbing rocks to get away from said woman after I had called 911. Uh-huh. And of course, I wasn't about to say, hey, you'll never believe what just happened. I'm really not in the mood. All I said was, I'm filthy. Can I shower first? That's all I said. Yeah. That's all I said. And I, and I did. And then she gave me the option. She goes, well, in the shower or tonight and I can get sexy. And like any man out there knowing that the two previous nights had ended with her going, oh. I'm so tired. I said, I'll meet you in the shower. And I kid you not. I walked right back here, half beer buzzed, sent my son uh, to go for a walk. And I walked into the bathroom. And we had mommy, daddy time. And the whole time you were processing just being like part of a Hawaiian horror story. <laughs> and you let me come in and do my best 13 seconds of damage. Yeah. You are wife of the year. Thank you. I love I you so much. I will take Women that. are amazing creatures. I wasn't upset by the whole thing. I was, I'll be honest. It was, I was, <laughs> I was more pissed off because okay. that was going to be all like right. my time to like decompress <laughs> I know. and hike and connect okay. with nature. Now, but and I, but right. I was worried about her too. I'm all like, right. I wonder if they got her help. Now that that's out of the way and we know <laughs> what Pat didn't know when he requested a <laughs> midday booty call, a little afternoon delight. <laughs> She's on the, on the phone with 911 making a mental health call. Here, here I am saying spread them cheeks. <laughs> um, so that's what happened yesterday. So, that's, so now let's have, uh, talk, talk questions. Um, this is you – now. so, so I've, to, to clarify, I've graduated from Fordham University, uh, the Bronx, New York. It's where Denzel Washington where went Denzel Washington went. But so anyway, so so all of a sudden now the word social worker and again, so I started getting into it saying I can use this degree to become a, a mental health therapist. Um, that's one of the uses of the degree. But it also kind of leaves open the door for other things. But I wasn't interested in those things. Then all of a sudden the civil unrest with George Floyd, multiple high profile uh, murders of citizens who arguably were uh, suffering mental health uh, breakdowns and you are sending police who are not qualified to deal with the situation. And I get it. A mentally ill guy comes at you with a knife. A cop's going to do what he's got to do, but it, it, it shouldn't be that way. So now all of a sudden now we're hearing um, phrases like defund the police. Which and that's p- not what it's, that's, that's not what yeah, that which, means. Which is the worst phrasing in the world, God, by the way. that was terrible phrasing. It should be called refund social services. Because what they mean is to refund 
social services and get social workers and mental health response teams funded so they can work in conjunction with police. Because I'll tell so you what. yesterday, that yeah. would have meant that a social worker came yes. out with the police, yes. which would have made total sense. Because I, that's or, the part that kills me is I don't know what happened after they got there. So you don't know if like, she's there. in jail or no, if she's in treatment. I don't know if she got hit by a car. I don't know if they arrested her. I don't know if she put up a fight, if she's in jail, if she's in rehab. I don't know. where. And that honestly yeah. bothers me because I'm like, I don't know. I hope she's not drying out in jail right now because that's not going to help. So, you know, all of a sudden, in the year I was going to school... You know, the world just goes insane. Then the pandemic happens and people are suffering mental health crises left and right. Normal folks who never dealt with it. And what do you start hearing that magic word again? We need more social workers, more mental health professionals. So all of a sudden I found myself in the middle of like the firestorm of need in the schooling I was doing. And it was so crazy that this happened to you. It was. And I thought of you the whole time. Yeah. This is literally your area of expertise. This is something that I'm looking into where I'm almost considering if, if it becomes available. Cause remember these things are great ideas, but we have to fund them. Would you actually want to be a social worker that goes out with cops? Absolutely. I think you'd be great at that. I think it'd be because because you have so many you have so much experience with police from your days in Chicago. <laughs> I so but but no, I I, I le- thought of you the whole time and yeah. all I could think is I'm not qualified to deal with this. The only thing I said to her and she didn't hear me cuz she was too busy calling me a bitch was do you need help? See, yeah, the only thing I and was... And that's the thing I said but, but then I realized I'm like she's we're not going to have a fluid conversation but here. But now so. um Oh, there's so many and things. I don't think she would. She would if she's if she's strung out. She doesn't know she needs help. If she's having a breakdown, I mean, what's like, she gonna say? Yes, help me. Probably not. No, but like that's why I noticed. I was asking you, what did you say? Did you yeah. this? Did you that? And I'm thinking again. And you have to realize this, that that wasn't pointed at you. Oh, I know. No, I know. Especially when she says hashtag this one. That's more of an indictment of society, yes. which isn't it funny? We started this podcast with me being pissy and you being pissy because we're having all these problems setting up this Facebook feed. So this woman has now been conditioned. It broke my that, heart that she thought I was yes. going to post a video of her melting down online. Like See, I would never. That's so, such a disgusting thing to do. So that's where she's at mentally. That if, you know, I'm acting a fool or I'm acting out and someone pulls out a phone, they're not here to help. No. They're here to make a picture and a hashtag. And and, and, and so. I was trying to explain myself to her. by like, And it, it just was pointless. But I felt bad because I realized no, what she thought. No, she thought no. I was recording her yeah. to put her online. You're and not I, trained to deal with this. But again, what I would, if, if I could. We have a 14-year-old humping the air through the screen door right now. Hey, I humped your mom yesterday. Um, <laughs> he didn't hear that part, I don't think. No, he's humping the screen. That's awesome. We don't own this place. Stop doing yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, no. So, if, if 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 I could have walked in your shoes. Yeah, what would you have done? I'm curious. Um, definitely, like, gotten to a safe distance away. Which one, I tried. One, just for the pandemic's sake. Well, yeah. I don't play around with that. Six feet away or six feet underground. No, I, we ain't, were, and I ain't playing around with that. To be fair, we were never that close to begin yes. with. Like she was over yes. in this little but, rocky area and I walked as far away but, from her as I could. One, a little bit of physical distance. Yeah. And then two, um, repetitive, uh, clear questions. Okay. Are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need help? Do you need help? 
Are you hungry? Are yeah. you hungry? God, I didn't that's, even have food to give her. I felt bad. I, no, no, no. But it's not about that. No, I it's, know. It's, it's about because this person may be preconditioned now. What what normally happens? Cops show up, yell at her, or or, or, or what? People just take a picture and run away. Yeah. So she's preconditioned for all these things. So that's why you got to think. you got to ask these questions. And it's going to be a lot. And, and who knows? This may all not work. She may be no. going through a psychosis. I see, yeah. It, 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 it may be either psychologically induced it may be uh chemically induced can i it's tell a lot you of variables. what i realized 24 hours later yes i was in the shower thinking gosh i just don't like aside if she was having a breakdown i don't know why was she mad at me for walking the trail <laughs> and i realized i think because it wasn't part of the actual it was a trail but it wasn't the actual trail so this is where she is this she is thought area. i was taking over her i had a backpack on so yeah. maybe she thought I was also homeless and yeah. taking her area. Yeah. And I just, I that occurred to me or, this morning. I'm like, that's, because she kept telling, she's like, this is mine. Listen. This is mine. This is another um, reason. Yeah, well, this is a lot of places, but, you know, we could say this story for a lot of places, cities, whatever. Hawaii is an island of long exploitation. Yeah. From the United States yeah. taking it, making the kingdom of Hawaii into us. I mean, they just took it. They wanted it because they were now a global superpower and they needed somewhere to keep an eye on Asia. And See, they Google, wanted this island. Google Captain Cook and read that whole uh, yeah. story. So, so listen, now we fast forward because like even you said, well, this is a Caucasian lady, whatever. We fast forward to today. The Hawaiian Islands are still very much a haves and have nots. Yes. And the have nots in the most case Serve the haves. Yes. Where the haves maybe live here part of the time or they come on vacation and then the have-nots all work in the service industry. It is what it is. And like I said, you can say this about a million yeah. cities, island chains, places around the world. But this woman, obviously, who knows? Maybe she's a woman who used to be able to afford rent here and all of a sudden now... Who knows? This woman that you dealt with could have lived in a nice little place here, and all of a sudden prices are back up. Yep. I mean, we were just talking to someone in this little uh, this condominium, this condo. Yeah. Who ba- she she moved in here when the pandemic started because when, they, no one when was nobody here. was here because they dropped the rent, and now she just found out. She goes, "Huh, I saw my place on Craigslist as available for rent." And she goes, "I'm pretty sure they're about to kick me out because they want." The three grand in rent or whatever yeah. it is now instead she of was the eighteen, a lot she less. was paying eighteen hundred. So, yeah. which I mean, we're, again, this is a, a, like an oceanfront condo yeah. we're on. Where's she going to go? Ridiculously, you know? yeah. And that could be her. So, yeah. th- so that's what I'm saying. So, someone who all of a sudden now is like, I'm part of. And, and listen, if you're like a local or out here, not everyone even has the means to get back to the mainland. No. So if that woman is now like literally out, up in the woods, and now she sees you with your cute little REI backpack, and you got your. I'm just stereotyping. It's a Walmart camel. <laughs> it's it's a fake. It is a knockoff Walmart Camelback. And how but dare you? It is I'm, Ozark Trail. So bitch. this is this, this is Clark Forty. No, but I get it. Yes, this is Clark Forty Two talking. That's that's what everyone calls me now, Clark Forty Two. Um, He's a better person now. Just saying, like we teach our kids in school, you got to put yourself in their shoes. And I did. And I think you did a beautiful job. And I'm sorry that I really guilt tripped my way into your pants <laughs> afterwards. I can't believe I I was like, I'm not taking no for an answer. Like I was ready to buy my son his own Airbnb to get him out of our Airbnb. <laughs> it's been a tough year. So, you know, you know being notice, kids so, much. so, you know, notice I jumped on the opportunity to hit it in the bathroom. So romantic. 
my head was like pressed up against the toilet. It there was really just was. no way to do it. <laughs> I, I did realize halfway through this is not good for anyone but me, but you know, it is what it is. So I think <laughs> it what was you, enjoyable. I think what you did was I was a little too close to the, to the toilet for comfort. Thank you for doing what you did with that person. I think that's beautiful, and I'm glad you didn't die because I would be the prime suspect. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.